Oh, Geekiverse! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your Bruder 1.0 and feel the power! It's a new podcast. Yes, it is. What's up, Geekiverse? It's Bruner 1.0 here once again with your raw reaction the morning after. Uh, we had quite quite the show. I have to admit, full full on here. This guy, this guy fell asleep around 3 or 4 in the afternoon and subsequently missed the start of the show because overnights kind of suck. Kind of really suck. So... I am gracious enough to have a friend who has a DVR and was like, hey, are you still up? And when I woke up at 8.30, Raw starts at 8, as you all know, because you're wrestling fans. When I woke up at 8.30, I said, yep, I'll be on my way. Do you mind re-watching it? Because he started the uh, the intro. Do you mind uh, re-watching that part for me? And then we'll have to just skip the commercials. And he was. He was a gracious dude. So Tyler... Thank you so much for being a great wrestling friend. We got through the show, and actually it kind of went fast because we just scrolled through all the commercials, and then we were eventually caught up by like 10 o'clock, so it was kind of cool. Maybe we'll do that from here on out, and then I have to see less of him because I hate him, because I hate everyone, because I'm Bruner 1.0, and I'm the best that there is. Okay, collecting myself, here we go. Uh, Raw, I have to be honest, it is almost impossible to beat last week's show. Almost. And in fact, this show did not beat last week's show because after you end a show like that where Triple H comes back, he screws over Roman Reigns, he screws over Reth- or Seth Rollins, Reth Rollins, he screws over Seth Rollins, and then he gives the championship to Kevin Owens. How do you beat that? You don't. But that being said, this Raw was pretty, pretty okay, pretty all right. I'll give it a grade at the end of the, uh, end of the podcast here. Uh, so we start with Kevin Owens. And his celebration, he comes out and declares it to the Kevin Owens show. He's, <laughs> he says he's got all these fans chanting, you deserve it, you deserve it. And he goes, yeah, you're right, I do deserve it. But I don't need you people hijacking my moment. Yes, Kevin Owens is still a heel. I was semi-worried that he would kind of go on this face turn in like 2016 face turn terms. Because there's no like old school heel and face wrestling anymore. You don't really know. It's kind of like who you like. I'm sure the kids have that mantra kind of like I did when I was a teenager and I was watching the show. I was like, oh, he's a bad guy. Oh, he's a good guy. No, it's kind of like who you like. I like Kevin Owens, but he's a bad guy. He's a jerk. He's self-centered. He's narcissistic. And he thinks he's the best in the world. It's a jerk move. So uh, (laughs) in today's day and age, though, I like the way he performs. I like the moves that he does. And I think his little shtick is real funny. So I'm a fan of Kevin Owens. As a wrestling fan, I think he's amazing. Uh, Seth Rollins, of course, comes out and he says, yo, you can't do that to me. This isn't about you. This is about Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley and Triple H. They all screwed me over. I'm the architect. I should have been the guy getting the title. And he's ticked off. He blames Stephanie. He blames Triple H. He blames Mick Foley. So what do we get? Mick Foley says, 
or no, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Stephanie McMahon actually suspends him. He says, you know what, you're beating up on Kevin Owens because they have a little brawl, of course. You got to have some fighting. It's wrestling. Uh, Stephanie McMahon su- suspends Seth Rollins, and then McFoley says, we don't do suspensions. We give rematches. And then he sets a rematch for Clash of Champions. Not Clash of Titans, like I keep saying, Clash of Champions. Pretty legit. I'm a fan of Mick Foley kind of, uh, you know, standing up for himself because he's just kind of been the puppet for Stephanie McMahon for so long. And that's not his character. Like, uh, Mick Foley has always been the guy who goes against the authority, so to speak. In this case, it's actually the the entity known as the authority because it's Stephanie McMahon. But he goes against the people in power. And now he is the person in power, so he should be throwing his weight around. I thought it was awesome. Uh, so I'm glad that Kevin Owens is a heel. Seth Rollins is getting his, uh, getting his rematch at Clash of Champions. I almost said Titans. And we'll go from there. There's some more stipulations that come down the road. But uh, also, <laughs> Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, because they had a little backstage segment with, I believe it was Tom Phillips or Jerry Phillips or whatever name they decided to call him because I never call him Tom anymore, and it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> best moment of the night for me. Uh, Chris Jericho comes up and he goes, listen, Kevin Owens is the longest reigning universal champion in this company. And then Kevin Owens just goes, yeah, seven days. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You can't beat humor like that. I love it. Uh, so we'll get back to that because there was some things at the end that were confusing to say the least. Uh, but moving on, Bailey faces Charlotte non-title match. Um, I, uh, I don't. I didn't get it. Why is Bailey facing Charlotte already, when Bailey is likely going to face Charlotte at Clash of Champions? At least I thought. Another development down the road for that one as well. But meh. this one was about uh, a storyline development with Dana Brooke and Charlotte. Charlotte tells Dana to take notes, gives her a clipboard, gives her a pen, gives her paper, all that sh- uh, stuff. I was gonna say shtick. I don't know why that's a shtick. It's stuff. She gave her stuff, uh, and then. Bailey forces Charlotte to hit Dana in this weird spot, and then Bailey gets the Bailey to belly. She wins. Cool. Bailey gets the big comeback victory. Uh, but and then Charlotte slaps Dana in the back and says, "You know, you're garbage." Basically, yeah. Those two needed to end for a while. Charlotte and Dana Brooke is stupid. Dana Brooke's never going to be the next Charlotte. She's just bad. She's not a good wrestler right now. She needs more training. She never been she never should have been called up from NXT. That's just this guy's opinion. So, uh Charlotte and Dana are kind of feuding, kind of not. I don't know. We'll have to figure out what goes from there. Uh and then Bailey comes out on top. Moving on because there will be developments in that as well coming down the line. Uh we see Bo Dallas and he's got a Bo Leave and Bo. He's using his old entrance music with the with the eagle and the inspirational theme behind it and whatever but he's still wearing the social outcast singlet it's very strange he's dressed in green and black and camouflage kind of looking colors but he's got a big red white and blue sign i'm guessing mocking the presidential race and then he beats a jobber a local talent as they call him i don't get it uh the rumor is that bo dallas got arrested for being drunk on a plane recently I don't know if that was the case. I haven't seen anything else on it. But now they're pushing Bo Dallas again? I, eh. I'm not going to spend much time on that one because I simply don't get it. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho because once Seth or Chris Jericho ran his mouth in the back, they said, all right, 
you're going to face Seth Rollins. I think that I'm pretty sure that was Mick Foley who made that determination because once again, Mick Foley's back to to uh, throwing his weight around. It was a solid match. I thought it was great. I uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It was solid wrestling. I loved it. It was great. Uh, Y2J has been here way too long. I think his character is out of date. He's you know he's bringing it back with his little gift of Jericho and you stupid idiot and all that stuff. So I do appreciate that he's changing it up, but. Why is Chris Jericho getting a push in 2016? Bringing the new young talent. Neville should have beaten Chris Jericho. You got to push that guy. He's amazing. Anyway, I'm going off last week. Going on this week, uh, Seth Rollins countered a great clothesline, wrapped him up real quick, and put him right into the pedigree. Thought that was a great spot because usually you have to do the kick to get his head down so you can put him in the position. Not this time. Seth Rollins wrapped him up real quick and boom, hit him. He held the pedigree a little longer than usual and kind of gave a smirk to the camera. I'm guessing that's teasing something with him and Triple H, at least I'm hoping, because now they both use the same finisher. So we'll have a pedigree versus pedigree match or something like that. I don't know. We will find out. But uh, it was a great match. Uh, I'm glad Seth Rollins won because you can't, you, you can't really, you know, you, you can't push uh chris jericho in this situation you gotta have seth rollins win you gotta have him win a lot until the pay-per-view match against kevin owens so uh it's weird that seth rollins is kind of turning baby feet baby face because uh the announcers were really hyping him up they weren't just like you know seth rollins is uh, backed by the authority seth rollins is a chicken blah 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 they're really pushing him so we'll see what turns out from that uh I kind of expect Chris Jericho to get involved in the pay-per-view and maybe screw someone over. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Cesaro versus Sheamus. And probably the weirdest situation, at least for me, is the fact that uh, Cesaro is down 2-0 in the best of seven series. Okay, fine. You're going to build up this uh, little series. You're probably going to have Cesaro come back. I get it. But then they say, uh, they both do these backstage promos, and then they say, we'll see you at London or something along those lines. Because on Wednesday, they are going to face each other in the O2 Arena at a live show there. And this is actually part of the series. Okay, so my friend Tyler and I are watching it. We're like, that probably means Cesaro's got to win because you're not going to have him start his comeback at a live show and you're not going to have him end the series at a live show. But lo and behold, they, they pull the whole back injury thing and they you let him sell that as much as possible. But then Sheamus wins. Sheamus is up 3-0. So that means if Cesaro is going to start his comeback, he's going to do it at a live show in London? Neither of these guys are from London. There's no like hometown push here. I don't get it. Are they trying to sell the London show as much as possible? Maybe. But Cesaro's down 0-3. And he's supposed to start his comeback, I'm guessing, in London at the O2 Arena. What kind of sense does that make? Not much. Not much at all. And if Sheamus wins, you're going to end this best of seven series for a championship match with Sheamus winning? I don't get it. I don't get it. Here's the thing. People are going to get behind Cesaro now because he's going to hurdle this huge obstacle, hopefully, shake off all these injuries, because he's got the shoulder, he's got the back. It seems like he's a walking pin cushion. And now you're going to have him come back at a live show. You're wasting TV character development by having him do this at a live show. I don't get it. 
I'm sure he's going to come back from 0-3 and win this because Cesaro is a, a huge talent. They need to start pushing him, but this simply didn't make sense to me. So we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Enzo Amore, more confusing stuff here. Enzo Amore, big cast versus the Shining Stars. Remember when the Shining Stars came in and they were this huge like heel faction, talent, tag team, whatever you want to call them. It's a tag team. It's not a faction. Come on, get your wrestling terms right, Bruner. Uh, so the Shining Stars came in like six months ago, maybe, and they were this thing. It's it's the former Los Matadors, and they were supposed to be these heels from Puerto Rico, and everybody's like, oh, Puerto Rico, who cares? And then they're, they're nothing. They are not a good tag team. But then you get Enzo Amore and Big Cass, who are like the top tag team as far as like uh, charisma and fan appreciation. And Enzo Amore gives birth to a baby because it's Labor Day, so he's in labor. Haha. Ha. He goes out and gives the baby to a fan and has, <laughs> has her take care of it. Awesome. Loved it. But then you get Enzo Amore and Big Cass losing to Primo and Epico with a roll-up and a pull of the tights. What? Why? Why? I don't get it. We've got a couple of haters. we got a couple of haters in the raw creative writing room because that makes no sense. They were just beaten up by the Dudley boys who retired last week. Or quote-unquote retired, I should say. And now they're beating Andrew Amore and Big Cass? Why is Enzo Amore and Big Cass losing? They lose way too often. This is one of the best tag teams you have on the show. And you're having them lose to the Shining Stars? I don't get it. Enzo Amore and Big Cass have not won a title yet in the company. Or tag titles, I should say, because they're a tag team. They didn't win the NXT titles. They were called up. They had the title matches for the Raw or the Raw Tag Team, the WWE Tag Team Champions, whatever, and they didn't win those, like the countless times they've had shots. It doesn't make any sense. So Raw, creative team, quit doing this to Enzo and Big Cass. It's stupid, you stupid idiots. Nia Jax versus Ann Esposito. Uh, I, was, I was, at the beginning, very uh, meh. I'm going to go with the word meh on this match because it's another jobber match. It's another squash match for Nia Jax. But that being said... There was some development here, and we'll explain why. Anne Esposito is a friend of Alicia Fox. They had the tweet go out, and then they put it up on the uh, on the screen. They're like, yo, Alicia Fox was uh, pulling for her girl, Anne Esposito. Cool. There might be a storyline here. I'm all for it. Uh, Nia Jax crushed her really fast. She's got to do her finisher better. My friend Tyler and I are like, yeah, you can't you can't just like pause and then slam her. You got to do it all in one, one fell swoop. And then you bring her down and destroy her. Anyway, uh, so Nia Jax defeated Anne rather quickly. And then uh, Alicia Fox and Anne, or Nia Jax had this backstage segment where she's like, yo, why hurt my girl like that? And she goes, Alicia Fox did her whole crazy thing from like three years ago because she had that for a, a one shining moment. See what I did there? Shining stars, shining moment. Uh, all right, I'm the only one here who thinks I'm funny. Uh so maybe Nia Jax and Alicia Fox have a feud and it's a little thing that they can put on until Nia Jax gets a title shot, which is bound to happen. But finally, it looks like Nia Jax will face someone uh, with, some, with some actual merit to their character. Uh, the 
<laughs> the club comes out and mocks. Uh, the club comes out and mocks New Day. They have these old folk called the Old Day, and it's these guys dressed up in really old gimmicks, and it just wasn't funny. I mean, it was kind of funny, but you could tell the crowd wasn't in it. Luke Anderson, Luke Anderson, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson didn't really hit their jokes like they wanted, I don't think. Uh, and the old guys were meh. Uh, it just it didn't work for me. And then Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier come out, and they're, they're just money. Uh, the jokes they tell are really good. They were reacting to the crowd. Biggie at one point turned and goes, yeah, that's a good one, dude. And he's just some guy, I'm guessing, yelled something. So then he just turned and said, hey, yeah, good joke, like in the middle of his segment. I love it. So that was cool that the New Day came out and like had their moment, but it just wasn't that, it wasn't that good of a segment. I, I, uh. Here's the thing. Gallows and Anderson are just these massive tag team uh, competitors that came from New Japan, and they're just known for beating the snot out of people. Why are they doing this comedic shtick? Why are they doing it? Yes, there is a bet to see how many times I can say the word shtick in this show, apparently, and uh, I'm currently winning. Uh, but, yeah, Anderson and Gal should not be doing this comedic stuff. They just simply need to go after the guys, like when they came out of nowhere and beat up the Usos, when they came out of nowhere and beat up the Dudleys. That's what they should be doing. Coming out of nowhere, like an RKO, and just beating up people. So, hopefully they get past that real soon, because I'm sick of this comedic stuff where... Literally, the club did their stuff. Once the New Day came into the ring, the club ran. I get that they're the heels in this case, but, like, we're past that point. Like, they just need to start fighting. So, hopefully, we can get back to that. Uh, we're going to make Darren Young great again, apparently, because he was great to begin with. Uh, Darren Young, Jinder Mahal, boring, boring, boring match. Uh, Titus Young came down and ran his mouth a little bit, and then... Darren Young and Titus got into a fight. If I sound uninterested, it's because I am. Like, it, uh, it was just bad. I'm sorry. I, I'm sick of this segment. I feel like they're trying... Okay. Partners that break up in wrestling, there's got to be some heat. There's got to be some their conflict. What's the conflict here? Like, they separated amicably... And then a year later, going to say, oh, I'm upset that we split up and that you're trying to be good. No. Like, when Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they broke up DX. One, it was a shocking breakup because they, they brought back DX and I think it was 2002. Uh, Shawn Michaels got kicked in the gut. He got pedigreed. Boom. Everyone's like, holy crap. And then it became personal because Triple H shoved Michaels' face into a car window. It's like, oh, we don't know who did this. And then it was revealed to Triple H. Whoa. What do I care about the primetime players breaking up? They weren't that great of a tag team to begin with. They had the tag tag team titles for a month. Like, I just, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing. Even when, uh, who were they called? The Brooklyn, Brooklyn, prime, or crime time. When crime time broke up, even that was more shocking than this. There's got to be a turn. There's got to be a quick little segment where you say, hey, boom, you're down. I don't know. This makes no sense. Maybe it's because the suspension was timed poorly and this was going to be a thing way back when, but like, 
it's nothing to me. I'm sick of it. Hopefully they drop this real fast. Uh, let's see here. Braun Strowman defeated Sin Cara. He defeated his first WWE actual superstar by countout. That's right. The big bad Braun Strowman won by countout. Um, here's the thing. So Braun Strowman throws Sin Cara out of the ring. Sin Cara is trying to fight for Amer- Americano or whatever his name was, Americo. And he's trying to like prove his worth to his Lucha brother. Like, yo, you can't do that to Luchadors. Can't take their masks off. You're, you're a loser. Um, why is Braun Strowman throwing the competitor out of the ring? The competitor gets back in the ring and the count doesn't stop. Referee, sir, you did your job poorly. Okay, here's the thing. When a guy gets in the ring and then he comes back out of the ring, I'm pretty sure the count out stops. So the count should have been back to zero or one. Sorry, excuse me, should have been back to one. The count was at eight. Sin Cara's back in the ring. Braun Strowman pulls him out. And then Braun Strowman gets back in the ring. And then the match is over. I don't know if they're worried about time and the ref was just told to do it. But that is a weak way to book Braun Strowman, the big guy, the huge dude, the biggest competitor on the roster, because I think he's taller than Big Show. He needs to decimate people. He needs to do his reverse choke slam and win the match one, two, three. So not only are we screwing up. Oh, uh, hold on. I got to pause here for a moment. The Kevin Owens Show t shirt literally just came out yesterday, I believe. Some guy in the front row. Already has it on. That's awesome. Anyway, Braun Strowman needs to be booked better because that was stupid. That was just stupid. I'm sorry. So the third hour of Raw, we have Darren Young beating Jinder Mahal. Nobody cares. Braun Strowman beating Sin Cara. Nobody cares. The first half hour of the third hour, terrible. That's okay. Because at the last half hour, we pick it up a little bit. Sasha Banks sent out this cryptic tweet saying, you know, uh, I'm go- I've got some bad news. I'm going to be on Raw tonight, so here we go. Uh, she comes out, and she tells this emotional story, how she saved pop cans to try and make enough money to come to these shows uh, for WWE. Uh, you know, she saw the doctor. The doctor has this news. And then Dana Brooks' music hits. She comes out and saying that Charlotte is the only champion you need to stand by. Hold on. Sasha's teasing this retirement segment which is awesome because she sold it really well she's in tears like almost the entire or almost in tears the entire way and then dana brooke comes out defending sasha or sorry dana brooke comes out defending charlotte who charlotte just slapped dana brooke so dana brooke should not be defending the guy the girl who just slapped her like what if anything dana brooke should be going like yeah you're right sasha you're gonna beat up my former mentor I, I don't get it. Uh, it. Yeah, I didn't get it. It didn't. I don't think the Sasha Banks segment needed to happen, um, because Sasha Banks already has motivation to beat Charlotte. She needs to get her title back. She only had it for like a month, so she needs to get her title back. So there's different ways you could have went about it. That being said, it was a great segment. You had me fooled. I thought she's gonna retire. I thought she's gonna say, you know what? Uh, I've got to be on the on the sidelines for like a year or something because this back injury or six months, whatever. 
But and, and frankly, you shouldn't be doing retirement uh, situations very often because you can't trump Mark Henry's retirement where he fake retirement where he got in the ring, he had his boots, he laid them at the top of the ramp, he came into the ring, he cried, he made jokes, and he said thank you very much. And then John Cena gives him the title. He holds it up, and then he world strongest slams him. I've got a lot left in the tank. It was priceless. You can't trump it. Quit trying to. Mark Henry has the best fake retirement of all time. And then the last match of the night, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Great match. Those two are just money. I could watch them fight every night, and I would be uh, just amazed. Uh, Kevin Owens went over. He won. He uh, he. There was the ankle thing again with Sami Zayn, which is probably going to get played out way too much. How long does your ankle hurt? When you you were fine the first ten minutes of the match, and all of a sudden it just hurts randomly. Okay, uh, but it was a great match. I'm not mad. Uh, Roman Reigns comes down and confronts Owens. Chris Jericho appears. It's like, all right, what are we doing here? Finally, we get a Roman Reigns appearance because he got screwed over by Triple H as well. Uh, Mick Foley comes down and he says, Roman Reigns, you're going to face Kevin Owens next week. If you beat Kevin Owens, you'll get in the title shot at Clash of Champions. Okay, I get it. Like, logically, because Roman Reigns is probably going to win that match as far as the momentum was going. Uh, so, And he got screwed over by Triple H. You got to put him in the match. I get it. But, and Tyler pointed this out to me. While we were watching, we just saw this. In the Fatal 4-Way, Big Cass was eliminated. And then you had Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and uh, Roman Reigns going at it for like a solid 10 minutes before Triple H came out. We just saw this match. Let Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins do their do their stuff. Like, I don't know. And Roman Reigns needs to be at a different storyline. Like, what happened to his stuff with Rusev? It ended with a random garbage finish where they didn't even have a match at SummerSlam. So, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And then Roman Reigns, of course, has to look strong, so he beats up Chris Jericho. I get it. Okay. So that being said, it wasn't a terrible Raw. There was lots of highs. There was a couple lows. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is uh, a phenomenal talent. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Uh, there's no real downsides to him. Uh, you know, he wears $150 suits, as he said. So it, it's kind of exciting to see where he'll go from here. But it's it's confusing that they're going to put Roman Reigns in this match, most likely, when they could have a Seth Rollins-Kevin Owens match, which would be great. And then they have Roman Reigns versus like Rusev, which would be you know a finish that we actually want to see because we didn't see it at SummerSlam. But instead, they're going to lump them all in one match and let that carry the end of the show. Whatever. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, there's lots of different ways that I'm looking forward to Monday, and that's the, the job of the creative team. They have to sell each show each week. Next week, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. There's drama there because if Kevin Owens loses, Roman Reigns is in the match. How is Chris Jericho going to get involved? Will Seth Rollins get involved? When is Triple H going to come back and confront Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins? Lots of different storylines that we can build off of. Uh, Sasha and Charlotte, they're going to face each other at Clash of Champions. That's interesting. 
Club versus New Day. Hopefully they have better segments, but you know, I'm still interested to see if the New Day can finally win the tag team champions. Lots of good stuff to build on. It was a solid overall show. So I'm going to give it a B minus because it's just not that great, but it's not terrible. So, you know, B minus could be better. Hopefully they get rid of this Darren Young and Titus O'Neil crap. <laughs> Sorry, just sucks. Bo Dallas, I don't know what they're doing with him. Braun Strowman, Nia Jax, they've hopefully got real matches in their future. But uh, there's lots of good stuff to build up on, and uh, we'll see what happens next Monday. We'll be right here tomorrow. We're going to do the uh, SmackDown reaction because SmackDown is tonight, Tuesday. So we'll see what happens with AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. The tag team tournament probably is going to continue tonight. We'll see what happens there. The women are going to battle each other until Sunday. So it's exciting. Uh, This hopefully will be the last podcast that I record with my Turtle Beach headset, which is what I'm doing right now. Doesn't sound terrible. Doesn't sound great. Here's what I did. I ordered an H4N Zoom recording device off Amazon. Here's how I did it. I went to thegeekiverse.com. I clicked on the Amazon link. I said, hey, I'm going to help out my own brand. I clicked on the link. I ordered the Zoom. Now the Geekiverse gets a small kickback. That's how simple it is. You go to thegeekiverse.com. You click on our Amazon link. You buy the crap you're already going to buy. I was going to buy this Zoom regardless. And then we get a small like 4%, 2%, 1%. I don't know what it is. I don't keep track of the money. I am the money. It just comes to me. I'm like a magnet for money. So if you get the opportunity to buy something off Amazon, thegeekiverse.com, click on our Amazon link, buy the stuff you're going to buy, done. Voila, you helped out the geeks, man. We appreciate it. Also, thegeekiverse.com. You click on our merch store. You buy some cool shirts. We've been tossing around ideas in our group chat. Some Stranger Things shirts might be coming down the pipeline. I promise you, they're going to be dope. You can also buy like Star Wars, Star Trek, Pokemon. I believe we've got some uh, Loki. we got a Loki shirt, which I'm a big fan of. Or if you want that cool-looking G on your shirt, we can do that too. Lots of stuff to happen at thegeekiverse.com. There's a Madden Let's Play on thegeekiverse.com, something I did by myself. No big deal. Uh, One of my good friends here in Michigan, we actually just filmed our first episode of Bruner versus Booner. That'll be on the Geekiverse YouTube real soon. Lots of stuff happening. So be sure to go to thegeekiverse.com for all of your, uh, your geek wants, needs, aspirations, desires, whatever word you want to use. Uh, we're going to call it a podcast. I went 30 minutes. That's way too long. You guys are busy. I'm busy. We got stuff to do. I'm going to wrap it up right here. Yo, Bruner 1.0, Raw Wrestling Reaction. We're out. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll hear from you tomorrow. Whatever the case may be. Geek out. Geek out.